everybody and welcome back to the Six Pack Podcast, episode two. Nobody thought we were going to make it here, but guess what? We did. Miller? Well, thank you for listening to the pilot episode if you did. Um, hopefully episode two is going to go a little smoother and qu- uh, quicker. Uh, at least with episode two, uh, the pilot episode, we started on the bottom. Now we can only go up or hopefully yeah, we don't go sideways. can't get much lower than now where we were no. last time out. <laughs> But today we're going to do pale ales. Uh, We have a nice little lineup for you. Uh, Some are, you know, found very widely around and uh, others might just be uh, found on the northeast. Yeah, it's something, uh, you know, everywhere you go you're going to see different varieties. Smaller breweries obviously don't have the money, the capital to really get out there nationally. So you're not always going to be able to just walk down to your local packy and... uh, and pick some of these things up you're gonna really have to look travel and uh, make some phone calls or wait for the craft beer shows to kind of roll through your area see what's going on uh just a quick thing on pale ales uh they are lighter in color than uh most ipas i know they're doing a lot of uh white ipas now but the uh pale ales are naturally golden in color they're lighter in color uh they don't have the quite as the hoppiness as a you know, IPA, but granted, some are getting up there close to IPAs. Uh, originally, they were called English bitters because when they were first manufactured, they were more bitter than any of the beers that were around at that given time. Yeah, um, obviously, as Miller just told you. Uh, these things are going to be by nature less hoppy. Uh, the hops initially in the whole India Pale Ale thing came around. You know, the English Empire was at one point kind of worldwide. And in order for their beers to uh, survive the journeys and still be drinkable, they had to overhop everything as a means to preserve everything. So the, uh, you know, the English bitters and uh, down the road the American Pale Ales, which is going to be generally the bulk of uh, the collection we're drinking today are going to be less hoppy because they didn't initially have to endure the kind of travel and withstand the test of time that the more traditional India pails would have to survive. Um, So that being said, I think we're probably probably in a decent position to pop our first one. What do you say, Miller? Yep, we'll uh, start with something that's pretty well known. It's by... It's the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Um, it, they have, uh, well, uh, let's see here. They have uh, smaller bottles than the average 12. Well, they're fatter and sm- uh, shorter than the... Stubby. Uh, stubby. 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 We'll go with one. stubby uh, than the usual 12-pack you see. But uh, here, we'll crack the first one. Bam. You guys will also notice when we're cracking these beers, you're not going to hear the jingle of my car keys this time. Uh, one of the many great edits we did set up this time is uh, the acquisition of a dedicated bottle opening device, aka a very simple Sam Adams giveaway bottle opener that I happen to be in possession of. Now, Sierra Nevada, uh, the Pale Ale, they have obviously multiple flavors, uh, different brews that they do, some seasonals, whatnot. Uh, this one here, it's your standard one. It's the traditional green-labeled bottle, uh, the stubby one, as you heard Miller say. Um, 
Sierra Nevada. It's brewed out in California, obviously. Uh, kind of a, not really the traditional Californian pale ale like you're seeing a lot of people doing right now. Sam Adams with the Rebel IPA, which I believe we may have referenced briefly, and it's been getting a lot of heat, actually, from a lot of the other brewers out there. Yeah, a little negativity. Uh, you know, it's it's going to happen, though. I mean, you can't hold the general capitalist market against uh, Mr. Sam Cock or Jim Cock. Jim Cock. Cook, Cook, whatever. Cook. Uh, you know, he's he's making money. He started off as a small brewer, and you know what? Congrats to him. He got successful, and, you know, he's, yeah, you don't like his tactics, fine, but he makes a pretty decent product by and by. Yes, he does. I mean, when you put out 40 beers, there's got to be a hit somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, law of averages, man. All right, so let's uh, get this thing going. Right off the rip, you're not getting a very an overly hoppy scent from it. But uh, one thing we do have is a pretty decent, pretty just slightly off-white head. A yep. lot of bubbles you see in the glass. And it's got a nice That's, ambery color. Yep, yep. I was going to say, yep, golden. Yeah, if I had to look at this, this time we're actually prepared with some research materials. Miller didn't even know I was doing this this morning. Uh, what we have here is a little uh, SRM scale with uh, IBUs relative to the style of beer. So we can actually give you more technical data this time, which is really kind of what the general impetus behind this whole podcast was. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, betwe it's between a... Uh, what is it? Seems like a six and a seven on the. Yeah, it's a uh, probably on the SRM. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. Of like call it a six and a half, almost probably yep. right around that, uh, which is pretty good according to this thing. They tell you that you know American pales. Well, they're saying anywhere between six and fourteen. Fourteen be I think that'd be more like an Irish red kind of. Yeah. Call it myself, but I'm also not a pro. Yeah, right off the rip, you're not getting a, a ton of hops out of this. Definitely more, a little more malty than well, anything else. A little caramel malt action, I feel. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a good beer. Uh, you know, just a long time ago, I remember uh, Maxim Magazine actually had a write-up on smaller, out-of-the-way beers, and this, at the time, to them, I mean, this was probably eight or ten years ago now. This was a fairly small-time beer, and it didn't pass the muster on there whether it's good for you to sit around and knock down a six-pack, this is actually is a shockingly high-calorie beer. Yes, it's, uh, I want to say, off the, from thinking from memory, it's pretty close to about 300 calories a bottle. One of, 280 sticks out of my mind for some lot of reason, but I think it's extremely up there in calories. Which, you know, pair this thing up with a nice Big Mac, and you get yourself a whole day's meal right there. Yes, you do. Now, looking at this, uh, the ABV on this, the alcohol content by volume, is right around a uh, 5.6. Apparently, there's a pixie around here. That was weird. But that's cool. Either way, uh, let's see. They're, according to the research we did on this, I'm seeing that they're telling me you got a whole bunch of uh, Cascade hops, which help to uh, provide it with some of the... Uh, the bouquet on it. So let's see here. Cascade. Flowery citrus spice with grapefruit 
the noticeable fragrance quite often. Apparently this guy doesn't know how to type. Medium aroma balances low bittering value. I can see that's not a particularly, not a lot of bitter to it. No, it it's, it's a, more of aroma. That's why you get this citrusy smell to it. Uh, it's extremely popular. It's a uh, West Coast uh, hop. Well, most of them are found up in, uh, I want to say, Northern Oregon. Somewhere around that area is where they're grown. Uh, yeah, I actually have that right there. Yeah, so uh, all in all, it's, I mean, I'm not a huge Sierra Nevada person, personally. Uh, it's not a bad beer. If you hand one to me, I'm definitely going to enjoy it, uh, as I'm doing right now. But I think uh, starting off with something like this, especially, especially in some of these early episodes, something people maybe recognize and like, oh yeah, you know what, I've had that before. Yes. I've I know what they're talking about. Gives them a, I think it's going to help provide a slightly better reference point. It's a, a very safe beer. It really is. It's something uh, you bring a buddy like our uh, a boy Reisenheimer, Reisfelder there. Uh, he's a, not to pick on the kid, but he's a Bud Light person. Of course, Light Bud, it's all the same. Yeah, you wouldn't notice. But, you know, this is the kind of thing, a lot safer than the beer I kind of sabotaged him with at your birthday uh, yes. last year. But this is a good safe beer to kind of break your buddies away from, you know, those run-of-the-mill, watery, like, super American uh, basic beers that uh, came about early on in, uh, you know, not really the country's infancy per se, but, you know, all the post-prohibition beers that are kind of the general mainstay that you see advertised all over TV and during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh. Where would you uh, give this for food? Hmm. As far as a food pairing on this, I kind of not overly, not something super spicy. Uh, really, I, I don't think I'd do much more than a burger, maybe a mild kind of, not an overly a fit like some kind of seafood. Yeah, I was thinking I'd, this would go good with fish. Um, I do enjoy a lot of fish, depending on how it's cooked uh, and if it's in season. Because you know, I don't want to trust sketchy fish. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> seafood. If I can't see an ocean, I'm not buying fish from your restaurant. Yeah. Sorry. You don't think Missouri sells fresh seafood? Oh Jesus, no. <laughs> I mean, look, if they tell me they have a nice river trout, cool. I'll I'll take the word for it on that. But if you're talking about cod or you know clams lobsters sorry dude i ain't buying that <laughs> you, you you're trying to pull a fast one on me i mean growing up outside of boston you know i know what fresh seafood is and like i said if, if you're growing corn in your backyard you're probably not near an ocean <laughs> and in turn i'm not buying your fish sorry yeah. uh, i trust that cows yeah i'm sure they make yeah. great cows yeah like it so if you have fresh local seafood around you, or I'd say, uh, yeah, this would go good with uh, some sort of light fish, not overly oily, but something like a white fish, uh, striped bass, there's something along those yeah. lines, fluke, flounder, cod. Yeah, any, anything basic. Uh, I don't, I mean, this will definitely work with something with a little bit of a cajun -y kind of kick to it, but I'd, I probably wouldn't go with this particular... Uh, with the Sierra Nevada, with a like a, a Cajun black and kind of meal, um, yeah. So overall, it's you know this is a decent beer. It's 
not going to run you a whole lot. What's a six pack of this run you? Probably eight bucks, nine bucks? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. Yeah, it's overall cash value, decent. I mean, you know, bring it up, safe yeah. bet. You know, yeah. bam, bring it in. It's a great way to crack somebody into the craft beer scene. I want to say that this was one of the first beers I had, and uh, it just turned me on to a uh, bunch of different craft beers after drinking Bud Light, Miller Light, and Coors Light for most of my life. Yeah, I'm, like like I said, it's it's definitely this is your gateway beer. Yes. Uh, so overall, I'm not gonna rush out and tell you go out and buy yourself these things. Uh, if you're looking, like I said, you break your friend on these. Uh, I do apologize on this initial beer here it's it's hard to get excited about a beer i'm not particularly fond of yeah um, uh, down the line actually there's a couple of things i think you'll hear me get a little more hear a little more zest yes. from it's, especially looking forward to uh this one right here which yeah. we'll get to all right so yep i think it's worth it if you want to uh crack somebody into pale ales and even craft beer so as we said we'll ring it up ring it up all right, so what do you think, man? What are we going for round two here? <laughs> round two, uh, let's see. Um, I'd say we go with the Mayflower Pale Ale. Uh, you know all about Mayflower because you about are from Mayflower. where they are. Yes, uh, as a Plymouth boy, Mayflower Brewery, it's a, it's a younger brewery uh, right there in uh, lovely Plymouth, Massachusetts, home of Pilgrims. Native Americans and Plymouth North Blue Eagles football. I was going to say a rock too, but... Oh, yes, we also have a rock. Uh, it's inside of a lovely cage. I have friends that... Uh, they broke all the rules inside to take pictures with the rock. Horrible, horrible thing. But, uh, this right here, like we said, it's a, it's a younger brewery. They're really kind of starting to pop out. Got a few different things going on. They obviously have the Pale Ale and India Pale Ale. Uh, they do a rye. They do a, got a few different things going on. Uh, a fall harvest beer. It's 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 a nice brewery. Uh, small time. Uh, still kind of really a Massachusetts New Englandy kind of deal. But they do uh, uh, a lot of own self distributing too. All right, because I see yes, a, it's <clears throat> it's a real small operation. Yeah. Yeah, I see the Mayflower trucks from time to time driving by the on the road, especially at work. You see them deliver a couple of kegs here and there. Oh yeah, it's, uh, I remember I was actually pretty shocked uh, the first time I was in the uh, clubhouse and saw that they were uh, trucking the stuff up from my uh, my humble little corner of the world. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, it's the bottle itself. It's your standard looking bottle. I think the artwork on the bottle it's it's real plain, but yes. it's. I think it's a kind of a cool-looking bottle. It's yes, kind of it, got like an old parchmenty kind of look. Yeah, to it. they do a lot. It seems basically uh, Mayflower Plymouth with a lot of like the pilgrims. Like these are, you know, look at uh, old oak barrels slash wine barrels. Something they would ship in, and I even believe there's a hat on the. Uh, yep, there's a little pilgrim hat on the front of the label. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you look at the bottle. Uh, they have. Some uh, William Bradford quotes on there, for those of you who don't know, he was uh, the first 
I'm going to totally butcher this because, shockingly, I didn't pay much attention to Plymouth history growing <laughs> up. But I believe he was the first governor of uh, Massachusetts. Um, so he's there's a lovely statue of him. Down, I've been, I was told growing up that it was a life-size statue, and this thing can't be much more than, you know, like four and a half feet tall with his hat. Uh-huh. So it's... You know, there were there were small people coming yeah, out of it, sure. malnourished. They just traveled across the sea. Gravity's different out there. But let's break into figuring out exactly what people are going to be tasting with this beer. Looking at it right off, once again, it's got kind of a, a slightly lighter amber color, I believe, than the uh, than the Sierra Nevada had. Yeah, it's definitely a little lighter than uh, Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah, this thing. Yeah, it seems, looks like it's a bit closer towards uh, like a straight six, I'd say, if I had to had to guess. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, and as far as a uh, hmm, kind of a kind of a grassy kind of smell to it, I'm getting mm-hmm. something. Uh, it's a little bit different. Let's see here. Yeah, look at all this fancy stuff I printed out. Fresh cut grass. Using the uh, Meguard wheel here. Fancy little uh, research thing. Used by all Cicerone certified uh, beer tasters so they can accurately speak to each other about what they're experiencing. Oh. It's a fun little thing I was trying to play with earlier. Now, typically they say to always start with the odor side. Uh, I'll put a picture of that up for everybody later so they can kind of figure this out. and. Uh, It'd be easy enough you guys to find uh, Meguard or Mealguard, I believe it's called. M-E-I, maybe there's an L in there, G-A-A-R-D. Uh, it's a pretty cool little system. Uh, it gives you a, a pretty specific glossary of words and terms, kind of works you through everything. You start with the odor, because in theory the odor is going to be the first thing that you experience. Yes. And then from there you dive into taste, uh, obviously sight, but that's not really something they're going to need a wheel for. You can look yeah. at that and use words. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, like I said, right off the rip, get kind of a, a, a grassy, earthy kind of yep. aroma. Um, let's see what happens when I, when I put this in my mouth. Kind of get the earthy taste, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it still tastes a, a bit earthy. You're not getting uh, any of the... Like with the Sierra, the kind of caramel malt, or you're not pulling a ton of hop out of it, per se. Um, it's it's different. Uh, this I don't know if I necessarily use this as a beer to as somebody's first yeah. run off uh, of the buds and cores and all that. Yeah, an earthy beer is not something I want to break somebody into. It's it does have a you know a funny taste, but it's an acquired taste which you get used to over time. And for me, I'm used to it. So, but somebody who comes right in off the drinking uh, the light beers, as we'll say, uh, probably will find it a little, you know, different or not be too pleased with it. Yeah, it's this is definitely something that you need to have a slightly more, not to sound like it's not, but like an experienced kind of palate to yep. understand to appreciate. Because personally, I'm definitely more fond of their India Pale, but I do enjoy the 
this pale ale. It's it's a different flavor. It's for for me, this would be my my light beer. This would be my Bud Light. Yes. Uh, folks, we'd like to uh, forgive the noise in the uh, background. We're uh, currently doing this at my apartment before the hockey game and all we hear right now is the trash truck outside because it is trash day in this lovely town so please uh, forgive us for a few minutes while that trash truck uh, rolls through the neighborhood. Guarantee you folks, uh, one day I will fire up a Kickstarter account to buy us a isolated recording studio but first things first I need at least a hundred subscribers so yeah. tell your friends they don't actually you don't need to necessarily subject them to us, but at least get them subscribing so we, one, we feel better about ourselves. Yes. And two, so we can justify trying to scam money out of you folks, because I'm not going to lie to you, this could turn into a really expensive hobby. Yes. I mean, these, we're not getting sponsored here, folks, yep. even though I'd love to try to talk to you know the CBC about that. Oh, uh, the CBC. Yes. But. <laughs> yeah, but uh, sounds like we're clear now. Yeah, this... It's definitely a different flavor, like like we we're saying. I'm, I'm all disheveled now, but it's a slightly different flavor. Uh, definitely not. You're not going to get a lot of the alcohol taste with no. this, or with probably any of the beers we're trying on this flight. No, a lot of these uh, beers, the pale ales, typically range between five percent and six percent. So it's not like you're going to run into anything overly powerful with a very high alcohol content. No, this one here, uh, uh, like I said, it's a uh, more of an English style pale ale, only runs you about a four nine yep. on uh, the you know the ABV, which you know pretty light. I mean this borders on a uh, a session beer almost. Yep. Close. Yeah. Uh, overall though, something like this. Hmm. What would you put with this, uh, food wise? I want to say you know some pizza jumps into my mind. Uh, but beer, you know, beer and pizza go well together. Hey, if you want to ride the fence, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, but either way, I mean, it was definitely something. You know, order a pie from your local place. You grab a six of this. Uh, as we say, we're getting ready to watch uh, USA beat Canada. Hopefully, uh, yeah. I'm being hopefully that's some lovely foreshadowing right there. <laughs> uh, by the way, talk about just a sad case of affairs. Tuca asking out of the game because he's got you know a case of the sniffles on. Yeah, we'll discuss that some other time. But, yeah, this is, you know, a, a pretty simple flavor, not overly complex. Um, I'm, yeah, i definitely say I'd pair this with uh, some lighter fare. Like a, like, a, like a pizza yeah, would be Yeah, cheese good. pizza, I think, would go. Yeah, you don't want something, you don't want to be overcomplicating it. It's, it's a real simple brew, a simple flavor note to it. Um, yeah, it's... This is a pretty. I think this is a pretty good beer. It is, uh, and with it being locally distributed, it's what is it? Probably about nine ninety nine for a six pack, I believe. Yeah, right around. I mean, over these things, there, uh, the place where I purchase a lot of the stuff that we sample, we do get to break up the six packs, and I believe this bottle was like two dollars. So, yeah. I'm sure they charge you a little bit more, more because you're breaking. Single. Yes. Yeah. So I mean. Right around a ten dollar six pack, uh, not bad. It's it's a decent value. It's like I said, it's close to a session beer. So this is something you could safely bring a six pack, sit down, watch a game, or stop by somebody's barbecue, and you're not gonna get particularly banged up, 
with that six pack, it's something you can pretty safely drink and still be well in control of yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, I say, yeah, uh, it's definitely a beer that I in enjoy. Uh, so yeah, if you want a very light, uh, earthy pale ale, I'd say it'd be a great choice. So, oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think this one definitely. The idea with Mayflower, from things I've read, I've spent a little bit of time on their uh, brewery website, is they were trying to go with more traditional local things, things you would have, as far as you could guess, you could have seen way back when, stuff that William Bradford himself and uh, all of his little pilgrim buddies would have been drinking. So definitely, I think they shoot and they score. <laughs> yeah, like that? I like that one. Yeah, I just sat around turning the wheels trying to think of how to use that buzzer in there. <laughs> By the way, folks, you'll notice that the uh, caster just sound that we used earlier. I had to, I spent a lot of time making that not suck anywhere near as bad as it did last episode. <laughs> so, moving on. Oh, moving on. Let me uh, get myself organized here. Bam. I'm on point. All right. We're going to uh, go with... Uh, Whale's Tail Pale Ale by uh, Cisco Brewers, a little brewery on Nantucket. You know, I once knew a man from Nantucket, Miller. Who did? Yes. Uh, yeah. Stories about him hardly, hardly exaggerated. He was... <laughs> don't, don't believe the hype, folks. And this is the... Actually, the first beer that uh, we have reviewed that comes in a can. Yes. Or, both cans and bottles. Yes. But uh, I picked up the one in a can, so here we go. Yeah, I uh, now we had the option of going can and bottle, and it actually led to a, I don't want to use the word debate, because I don't think we were necessarily getting into a, you know, D.C. White House floor-style filibuster event. But, let's, uh, for the people that don't necessarily get what, gee, what's the big deal between a can and a bottle? Like, yeah, like, down. Uh, normally when I first broke it and saw the craft beer, I was like, oh, uh, you know, cans might not be that good because you see Bud Light, Coors Light, you see all those brewers also go with bottles and cans. But now you uh, it's looked upon as cans are much better. Uh, you know, they're actually completely 100% recyclable material, so that's one benefit of them. Uh, a lot of brewers uh, use uh, save on shipping costs because a little uh, aluminum can is uh, lighter than a 12-ounce bottle. Yes. And w the two things that uh, also are beer's enemy are light and oxygen. Uh, oxygen nowadays with the uh, oxygen absorbing caps and they're on pretty good as one thing you don't have to worry about but light does affect uh, a beer's taste flavor and it basically skunks it uh, brown bottles definitely cut down on that but Heineken uh, the green bottles let in a lot of light so you're gonna see uh, a little bit more skunkiness out of Heineken if you buy a six-pack or something that's exposed to light more often. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> uh, something, actually, I remember learning a little bit about the, the as far as the bottle colors go, your clear bottles, green bottles, and your uh, brown, amber colored bottles. 
uh, Sam Adams years ago, I remember a whole campaign they put together that they had all over television at the time about the three bottle colors, why they went with one, the brown bottles, and two, uh, the cardboard six packs with the higher walls because their walls are considerably higher than you know your yes, Bud sure. Miller cores. And they broke it down like, oh, this percentage of light, these, they say these things block out roughly 80% of uh, natural UV rays, sunlight, whatever you want to call it, as opposed to greens blocking maybe 50 and the white ones basically <laughs> nothing. <laughs> might as well just pour it out on the floor. Uh, so, let's see here. Cisco Whale's Tail. <clears throat> Whale's Tail Pale Ale. Oh, I've got that all over my nose. Yeah, definitely you uh, get the... The mouth uh, smell. Yeah, without question. Hmm. Kind of a... Hmm. Almost a... Not in a bad way, but a bittery kind of taste to yes. it. Hmm. Definitely different than the last two. Yeah, so we're getting a little more variety this time out than last time. Yeah, I, it's also a darker color. It's I think it's actually a little probably a little darker than uh, the Sierra Nevada we had. Uh, not by much, but I. No, it definitely does look a little darker. Uh, one thing I'm noticing too, uh, this thing doesn't have a ton of bubbles floating up through no. uh, the Mayflower. You saw quite a bit of the car carbonation bubbles moving through it. A few with the Sierra. This one here is seems very lightly, uh, lightly carved. Yeah, it's real calm looking. Yeah, and like the head is not overpowering. Yeah, the head actually dissipated rather quickly. Yeah, head went down pretty quick. Uh, let's see, not getting a ton of lacing with it either with no. the uh, the suds. Uh, once again, folks, as I said earlier, and as anybody that follows our Twitter account knows. I have been reading up and I learned the word lacing and I can actually tell you what that is. <laughs> oh, you're waiting for me to tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked you can read. That's <laughs> uh, one of the many, many skills I actually do possess, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, lacing, they say that that's actually a really cool thing, you know, as far as like those Cicerone types who I referenced earlier. Uh, basically, the head of your beer, in theory, should stick to the side of your cup. Yes. And then as it comes down, it creates a really, really pretty lace effect. Yes, it's Lacing. also, it's also deals with a lot of, uh, if your glass is clean or not. Uh, if you have a clean glass, when it goes down, it will, uh, the suds will stick to the side of the glass. And if you look at a uh, glass and you start to notice stuff caking onto the walls of the glass uh, while there's still liquid near it, it means uh, some of there. It's a dirty glass, and something is clinging onto the sides. So there's a little tip. Yeah. So always make <clears throat> always make sure you use a clean glass. And one other thing too, uh, from my reading also, is next time you're at the bar and you're trying something that's you know you're going off the beaten track, trying to take maybe a little bit of our advice as far as some of these beers. Should you see them at your uh, local pub? Don't accept the frosted glass. Yes. Uh, beer temperature is uh, mostly probably around 40 to 50 degrees is optimal temperature for most craft beers. Uh, cascales are 
you know, maybe a little than 50. Uh, the whole movement with the frost brewed beers is because Bud Miller and Coors decided to do frost beer, frost brewed, because it takes a lot of the taste out, and it's you don't notice maybe some of the off flavors that could be in there, and it just really damages the the whole taste and aroma to a beer if you drink it at too cold the temperatures. Yeah. Um, you know, the people that are sitting around taking the time to brew some of these things that we're, all the beers that we're basically going to be talking about uh, last time, this time, and hopefully down the road a few people uh, keep listening to us and telling us that you do enjoy what we do. Uh, the craft brewers spend a lot of time really breaking down all the different hops, malts, yeasts, even though something as simple as the water, something you'd really kind of just throw it as like, oh yeah, water's water, you grab a bottle of Dasani and throw it right in. But no, all the different, you know, hard water, soft water, what kind of minerals are local, like all these things play in and, you know, have, you know, the right temperature, the right glass, pouring technique. There's a hundred different things that all go into actually experiencing what they're trying to tell you, like, hey, here's what my beer does, guy. Yeah, craft beer is an art form. It really is, and uh, it's something that people really need to pay a lot more attention to. Or I, I feel people should. I mean, yeah. don't take my word for it. I mean, go out there and try them. Uh, you know, maybe I'll throw down a couple of plugs for some places later where you can actually experience some of this stuff firsthand. Yes. I mean, still getting the. It's kind of a darker caramel malt to it the first, but it, it's it's not exactly a caramel malt. It it seems like I'm getting something that I can't describe. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it, it's a real, once again, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm a broken record here, but once again, it's a real, it's a simple note, It's I have it right there on the edge of my tongue too, uh, but this isn't an overly complex flavor, it's real simple once again, where you're not pulling a ton of unique things out of it, not to, you know, slander it by any stretch of the imagination, it's a it's a very nice beer. It's a real simple, uh, pretty refreshing, really. Uh, the more I taste of it, it tastes more like a English ale. Um, old, oh yeah, got that right here, English style. Which uh, basically, um, a lot of uh, the it's a lot of the you know you say American pale ale so you use a lot of US two row barley and you can use a couple other ones uh, but with the English style beers you get a lot of uh, you can use English two row Maris Otter which all you know as your base malt which will give you different tastes on how the beer comes out uh, and with uh, an English pale ale you're going to use different hops. I really can't taste them, but a lot of them is like uh, the Fuggles, the uh, I want to say Northern Brewers over there, uh, Goldings, uh, a lot of them you are English style hops. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean the hops notes in this are definitely it's a it's something real light, kind of Almost, I want to say, kind of like a herbly kind of, kind of note to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you get a what little get right there, a little uh, herbly. Oh yeah, let's see here. Oh yeah, right there. Uh, oh, it Maris says orange, pale malt, 
Golden hops, fruity orange body. Um, let's see, orange. You got the orange body look, uh, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it, I can see where they're trying to take you with that. Uh, I don't know if I'm a thousand percent behind uh, what they're necessarily pushing, but um, overall, I think I, I personally like this. Uh, this is something we probably have with like a, a simple red sauce pasta kind yes. of dish. Um, to me, uh, you like it. Uh, I think. We have a like to me. Are uh, we disagreeing? Uh, we might be. I I, Shit. I don't think we disagree with anything. I know, but I, uh, word I could have one of these. <laughs> uh, I don't see myself drinking more than one. For me, it's just not for me. Uh, so, you know, the old. It's like, would we buy it? Well, you said you like it. I I'd, I'd like it. You it's... like it. I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, Sorry, Cisco, but uh, this just isn't the beer for me. Wow, so uh, let's see. According to Miller, he thinks this thing absolutely goes out there. And just... No, I don't. <laughs> no, was that too harsh? That was a little too harsh. Oh. I, don't, I don't think it's an absolute, <laughs> you know, car crash. Uh, I believe that if, you, you know. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, if you give it to me, I will drink it, but uh, I, this is not something I'm going to go out and buy. Huh, wow. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first uh, difference in opinion. Uh, I don't know, should we even tell people what the price point is since you're telling me it's crap? I never said it was crap, well, but... I mean, uh, let's not beat around the bush, Millie. You really came out and just absolutely slammed these nice folks over at Cisco Brewery who really do try their hearts out. Uh, um, you can give them the price range. All right, the price range on this, folks, uh, it's around $11, $12 a six-pack. Uh, well, I... That was the bottle price, because uh, I brought a bottle of it. He had a can. I don't know if the can price is probably it a should be cheaper. a little bit a little cheaper. Yeah, so I guess uh, if we had to agree to disagree, I'll tell you to buy the cans, save yourself, you know, a couple dollars. I'm telling you, it's okay. It's safe. It's simple. Uh, you're not gonna see a lot of really complex things coming out of this. Uh, it's not something that's gonna blow your mind there's no thunderclap coming with this one folks you'll have to wait for hopefully one of these last three for my thunderclap yep. but uh overall i think it's a decent value uh not knock your socks off no. but i think it's it's worth your time to check it out you say nay i say nay so i said yay i say nay so uh we're just gonna call it the we're gonna call it in the middle of the road not not gonna give it a you know uh, don't buy, not going to give it a buy. It's all preference right here. Yeah, so <clears throat> with that said, I guess we uh, we move on. Uh, folks, you should always take my opinion. I'm the one that actually sets all this up, so I'm smarter than him. Uh, moving along here, uh, uh, let's see. Next, we're going <laughs> to do the, the Ballast Point Pale Ale. All right, folks. Uh, I'm going to throw a disclaimer out here. Uh, yes, this is Ballast Point. I do like Ballast Point. They I have a too. beer called Sculpin. Sculpin. Phenomenal. Which it's right now definitely one of my top three beers on the market. I wouldn't be shocked if I sat around and thought about it if I declared it my number one right now. Um, however, well, this right here, uh, it's Pale Ale, the original from uh, Ballast Point, as we said earlier, a California-based brewery. Uh, this might break our theory of 
what we're trying to sell you folks here. It this one I think drifts a little more towards a cold style, style, according to some of the stuff I've looked up on it. Uh, obviously, taste test to be determined. Yes. But uh, that being said, I said we break into this and let's see if we can have ourselves an educated discussion on this. That's probably not going to happen. Look at that. Once again, we have a... Ooh, look at the head on that. That thing popped up real quick. Well, right off the rip, folks, uh, as Miller pours these things, this one right here is a lot lighter uh, visually than the previous three, in my opinion. This, uh, color-wise, if I had to give you guys a real quick base comparison, I'd almost say this thing's probably more in line with uh, you know the Bud Heavy uh, color-wise. Right off the rip, it's pretty clear, pretty golden. Yeah, it's very lightly golden. Yep, the head is uh, real, pretty much almost a straight white. A yeah, straight white head. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the head is a bit better than what you see with a yes. Budweiser, obviously. Once again, I'm kind of getting that almost kind of grassy note from it. Uh, we just saw the soon-to-be Mrs. Miller peeking in at us. A very lightly tasting pale ale. Yeah, it's there's something to it though. Yeah. There's, there's something else in there. Oh, this is actually pretty. This is, uh, by the way, folks. Uh, for the record, this is my first time actually having this particular uh, brew from them. I've Obviously, had the Ascalpin, and what was that one that we had the other day? Oh, yesterday we had the Victory at Sea, watching victory the sea. watching the U.S. go to victory uh, against uh, what was it, Czechoslovakia in that game? Uh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. was that was nearly you know, nineteen eighty eight Olympics or something okay. like that. Two different countries now. Uh, they should really consider teaming back up again. Yep. Because they are not the same team anymore. Obviously, because they're two teams. But that's beside the point, folks. <clears throat> but there is definitely a note to this that I re I'm really interested in, flavor-wise. Kind of get an orange tang, a tang to it. Yeah, a little, kind of a, a, a citrusy kind of thing. Yep. That De definitely kind of leans more towards like a like an orangey kind of. Yes. That's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Once again, Ballast Points. I mean, these guys just come out here and just... Oh, I don't think they missed the mark yet. I've had this now the third, I want to say the third, third uh, blend that I've had from these guys. Yep. Maybe fourth. I can't remember if I had the long fin or not. Feels like I might have. I don't know. Once again, just things happen. Things happen. No, things I... happen. I don't even... I don't read the bottles. I just grab them and say they look <laughs> cool. Uh, speaking of which, actually... Uh, going back, uh, we've been kind of lackluster on this, definitely. Uh, real quick, whale's tail. It's got a pretty blue thing with a whale's tail. Uh, think Moby Dick, uh, white whale. Cool. Moving on. Back to something that's uh, actually better. Uh, Ballast Point Miller. The bottles, uh, the 12-ounce bottles, the Sculpin first off, uh, not that we're drinking it yet, but they have a really cool, is that a, like a pufferfish or a clownfish on it? Or yeah, something? I would say, I think it more, more looks like a uh, kind of a lionfish. Lionfish. There we go. That's yeah, I think actually uh, the right Bell's answer. Bell's Point 
basically does a, it's a lot of nautical themes i think all their bottles are uh oh the name like ballast point i mean yes yeah they do a lot of nautical i i want to say that's a yellowfin tuna on the uh pale ale bottle uh the victory at sea i had yesterday was a basically a skeleton at captain of a boat so it's definitely a lot of nautical yeah they their bottles definitely are uh something to look at. I think they do a lot of cool looking uh, works with them. And as we said in the last podcast, it's if you're just breaking in, I think having a good looking bottle is a great way to at least draw somebody's eye to look at your product on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I want to think I just read the other night that there's something like 2500 craft breweries right now in the in just in this country. Yeah. And, you know, there's like another 800, you know, with business models already all set to just wait and open up shop. So if you want to get yourself separated from, you know, the half hundred other guys in your area, you, you know, you need something that's going to kind of, something yeah, that pops, good, catches your eye. Good marketing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's huge. I mean, I'm sure every, com- every company out there does it. Uh, if you can't get the customer to at least look at you, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Not to make a bad pun based on a nautical theme bottle but I mean no but this uh, damn uh, right off the rip this is a really good beer uh, let's see now some let's play it safe here I'm going off of some of the notes that uh, I looked up on these guys earlier with uh, this brew uh, they're saying it it drinks like a pilsner uh, a little bit yes uh, I can definitely see where they come off with the whole, you know, pale ale, the original. It's, you know, you're seeing a little bit more of the, the malt characteristic. There's definitely a little light hop in there. Nothing that's going to come in and just kind of kick you in the teeth. Yep. But it's, a, this is a really good, real simple brew. It's, you know, it's a 5.2. So yep. it's, once again, we're not going out and getting your train wreck drunk. Nope. You're not going to look like Tara Reed out there. Nope. Uh, no, hey, Tara Reed. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, she ruined Tom Brady for a year. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but I, uh, I think this is a it's a pretty good beer. Um, let's see. You know, it's definitely got it's it's a nice flavor, a citrusy note, which um, I view that as I like my citrus more. Well, I guess I like it in the summer too because I do like a lot of shandies, but. I think this is something, I'd probably call this something more like a spring to early summer kind of beer. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't have the weight, doesn't have the kind of real warming nature that you see with a lot of the with things like, you know, you get all the coriander and orange peel, mm-hmm. lemon, or uh, not lemon zest, but... Uh, I mean, it's a light beer. I think it would go good in this, like, you know, you say spring, su- early summer, I think it's good basically throughout the summer because it's very light it would be you know great to bring to the beach or have a, yeah. on a round of golf i think this definitely uh would qualify with that uh you know you finish a day of work or you finish cutting your lawn or whatever this is definitely the kind of beer that i think you could really reach out grab you know throw one down and be like yeah you know what job well done yeah. uh once again ballast point these guys uh I've only learned about them within the past probably month, I'd say. Yep. And right now, I don't feel as though they've missed the mark with anything that they've put down. Uh, I feel this is a, a quality 
brewery yep. right now that's doing a, a fantastic product. Yep. I've got a little more in the bottle. Don't mind if I do. Now, folks, as we get a little closer to the top of the hour, we just want to let you know, uh, one, we're not going to rush this because we've got plenty of time. Yep. But go USA. Yep. USA hockey all the way. Uh, we need to get revenge for the horrible, horrible travesty that happened to uh, the women's national team yesterday. Giving up, if they hit that open net, dude. Yeah. Half inch. Game of inches. Yeah, I mean, I, like, all night long, I just kept thinking about that damn scene from Mighty Ducks where Estevez is talking to Conway. Just like, yeah, you know, half an inch, man, triple deke. Oh, well, you know, coach, you miss it half an inch the other way, you miss completely. <laughs> well, yes, you do. Yeah, I guess, you know how many times I've watched that damn movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about Olympic spirit? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think this would pair with? Let's see. Give me one more quick sip here. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to. This might be kind of odd. Uh, I think for anybody that celebrates the Orthodox Easter, mm -hmm. the food that we have there, a lot of lamb, orzo, potato, I think this would go fantastic with a more traditional Greek holiday dinner, which I know sounds like a really weird kind of thing to throw out there, but like, I mean, you pair this with, like, a, a, like I said, the lamb on the grill. I mean, watching my Uncle Mike cook up a, a big-ass lamb. You know, something like this would be great. You're sitting out there, all the men hanging out. There's something you could drink. You know, pull a little chunk off there. You know, eating a lot of different like cheeses and olives. I don't know if this would necessarily work with the olives, but I wouldn't be eating those anyway because I think those things are disgusting. <laughs> but uh, I think this is a good lamb kind of thing. I think for it's, me personally, for me, it seems like it would be a good lemon chicken beer. Ooh, that'd be fun. So I think uh, this and a little lemon chicken, some, you know, not overpowering zest yeah, to a chicken. Some you kind know, of matching yeah. up the two citrus notes. Yeah, obviously I couldn't do this on a roasted or fried chicken, but I think with the... No, that probably wouldn't work at all. Like with the no. very light lemon chicken, I think it would work great. Huh. I think I like your opinion on that one, Miller. That's the uh, smartest thing I've heard you say today. Thank you. I'm given I've only been with you for uh, just over 50 minutes yeah. now, according to this, but... Uh, uh, Bell's Point, relatively expensive. I know their scalping is about fifteen dollars for a six pack out here. It's a it's a California based uh, brewery, so yeah, you got to pay for shipping. Uh, you do. I want to say this was probably. What do you think? This is thirteen, fourteen. Since it is a light, it is not that high of an alcohol beer. It's going to be. It's going to cost less on the malt. Yeah. Um, let's see. Remember. I think I've someone actually purchased this bottle, so I should probably know this a little bit better. But I'd say this bottle is like a two fifty, two seventy five a bottle. Yep. Um, when once again, folks, we break the bottles to do this, or the six packs rather. Uh, so yeah, we're looking roughly call it three dollars a beer. Uh, three and six is eighteen. So yeah, four, fourteen, fifteen. 14, I'd yeah, say it would be depending on the you know since they're markup on single bottles. Yeah. Um, but is this worth it if you're someone who's willing to branch out, try things, or already has a taste for different craft brews and wants to try something that I think is a, a great flavor, yes. a, a fun brewery, nice bottles, and got a, a fair amount of uh, decent-looking uh, things out there that I still need to get yeah. my hands on. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so overall, 
Do, do we do we ring this one? Yes, in? we ring this, ring one, this one in. New cash register. Look at that. Bam. I'm gonna hit it one more time because I like it so much. Wait for it to end, and there it is again. We both buy it. We got two of them. All right. So I'm moving on. We go. Rolls on. We're going on to the Firestone Pale Ale. Another uh, Sierra Nevada look-alike bottle, short and stubby. Yep, a story of my life, folks. But, uh, right off the rip, uh, okay, I'm going to throw a shameless plug in here right now. Uh, craft Beer Cellar. Beautiful place, ton of locations. Uh, I recently... Whoa, you okay over there, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Hey, do we need to slow this tasting down? I didn't think these were that heavy compared <laughs> to last time. Uh, wow. But uh, yes, uh, I go to the Braintree once and I discovered right around Christmas time, only started going to within the last uh, six weeks, we'll say. Um, great kid there. One day I'll actually, as Miller knows, I, I don't do people's names. But there's a, a nice kid there, a redheaded kid with a beard. Great dude. He personally recommended this thing. Uh, he spoke very highly of it. It's a new thing. And uh, this group here, Firestone Walker, is something that I'm um, following their Twitter feed, they're really kind of trying to hit up this whole New England region. Oh, you, Mel just gave me a look. Whoa, he looks excited. That's a scary. I've never seen that <laughs> like before. Jesus Christ. Now, right off the rip, uh, <clears throat> American Pale Ale. Once again, we're drifting into session beer territory with this one, of a 4.8. Uh, well, Mel, you already uh, looks like you... Uh, Peek into it, you want to get this one rolling? Uh, well, if you're wearing that one. Get the, uh, you got all the slight, slight hop uh, aroma to it. You know, it's more than we can say about the other pale ales we've had. Oh, wow. It's got a nice hop aroma uh -huh. to it. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm trying to, Jesus. And it's oh, got wow. a, it's got a good hop taste to yeah, it. Yeah, wow. this, uh, didn't think we were, I didn't make a mistake and grab a India. Pale, no, it's right? it's no, a pale. A, yeah, that, yeah, pale ale. Yeah, American pale. Yep. Oh wow, this uh, this definitely uh, it's got the hops to it. Which yeah, I it's kind of shocking. Like. I'm actually kind of excited about this. Uh, yeah. Oh my boy, did not steer me wrong. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, head itself, I don't got a, a t not a ton of head on this, but uh, well, a little bit I still have here. It's a, a pretty. Uh, white head, a real basic white, not got a lot of alternative color to it. Um, Color-wise, once again, we're dealing with like a real golden yep. kind of color. I mean, somebody sees you pulling this out of a glass, their first instinct is going to ask you if it's, you know, a coarse light, middle light, where you grabbing that from. Yep. And uh, you, you can definitely pull a little bit of a trick on them right there. Yep. Kind of tranny trick them with this one. Oh, what is that, a penis? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Because you're not allowed to be rude to those people anymore. But, um, yeah, so overall, this this is definitely different. This is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's this. got you can, yeah, you can actually taste the hops in it. Uh, compared to the other four we've had today, you really don't get that uh, hop taste in any of them. This is a pale ale that's got the little IPA note to it. Yeah, these guys definitely, uh, She's definitely kind of breaking the trend a little bit here with this one. This is this is very good. Yes. God, I almost kind of wish we saved this one for last right now. <laughs> I mean, given we still got one more, and who knows, maybe the next one's going to 
blow another thunderclap on me, but uh, I think this is fantastic. Yeah. Pass me that bottle real quick. Yeah. I'm gonna take a peek at that. All right. Uh, well, for the folks who are still listening, let's see. Okay, yeah. Well, they on the bottle they call it a California Pale, which with the hoppy note kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, California has a huge. Do you want to call it a hop revolution? Yeah, they they do a lot of hoppy beers. It's just amazing what comes out of there. I think Stone was one of the first ones that started that revolution, and some of their IPAs are just hop to hell, and it's fantastic. Yeah, as uh, I previously said on uh, episode one, I'm in the middle of a huge IPA kick. Yep. Uh, this thing here definitely would meet my base requirements, and this is something I'd definitely take out with me if I was uh, going somewhere and planning on going back to where I came from. This is a, this is really a, this is a good it's beer. Good beer. Wow. Flavor wise, uh, what do you? What do you? Obviously, we like we said, it's there's a hop flavor. Yeah, to I get the, I get the citrus hops out of yeah. it. Yeah, the West Coast hops. I mean, Cascade. It's one of those. You get the note. You get the taste. Probably. Uh, what else could you think? Okay. Centennial, maybe. Maybe Centennial. Uh, yeah, because it's over. It's not overly bittering, so there's probably no Chinook in it. Yeah, now once again, uh, as we previously said, we've really broadened our horizons with this podcast, or well, at least episode two. Uh, so many research materials here. I just handed him a hops wheel with a lovely kind of breakdown of where different hops are to maybe help us work our way through some of these things that we're tasting, make some yep. more educated guesses. And then I also have printouts of flavoring and bittering hops as some little things we should be looking for within them. So this uh, is a smart yeah, podcast, uh, folks. Cascade is one of them. Yeah, maybe possibly Centennial. That it's either uh, Amarillo. So it's uh, one of those two, other than Cascade. But uh, definitely seems like there's a note of those hops in it. Yeah, and uh, Amarillo, uh, which is Spanish for yellow. Not that that means so a good look of shit in this old world. Uh, you know, it's one of the substitute. Uh, things according to this uh, bittering hop once again I'm learning so much doing this uh, more than I ever thought I actually could about beer it's amazing what you can learn folks read some of these books but uh, yeah Amarillo flowery citrus like aroma yep more orange than grapefruit I'd say that's probably accurate with yep. what I'm pulling out of this uh, a medium bittering value that is gaining acceptance as a substitute for cascade due to its hearty nature uh, yeah Good hop aroma, acceptable for pale ales, IPAs, and porters. I don't. Would you use something uh, this hoppy in a porter? Uh, just to balance out the malt. I mean, with uh, porter, you're really not gonna get uh, a hop aroma or a hop taste. It's just to balance out the malt. So uh, could possibly. All right. Now, uh, folks, I'm per. I'm gonna kind of jump out on a limb here probably it's not much of a limb though uh this is a year-round beer and i think that is well worth it yes. uh i say people should probably jump out and grab this i think this is fantastic and at a four eight 
yeah, I, I think there's a, damn, this is a can't mess. <laughs> I know. Just definitely uh, sit around and uh, drink beer. Yeah, I kind of wish I grabbed the six-pack of this to watch the uh, U.S. hopefully tool in Canada. Oh, look at that. There's the game. You just had a lovely shot on that. I'm going to try not to get distracted, folks. We're almost there. We're, We're in the home almost stretch. There. Home stretch, folks. But for this, I'd go almost with the uh, you know same thing with an IPA, uh, a you know a burger, some red meat, something like that. Yeah, something uh, something hearty, something beefy. Not so much in like the cow sense, but something yeah, like a, a full body meal. Yes. This would be great for that. Maybe something with a little bit of a, a spice kick. Uh, you know, maybe this is where you maybe do jump back into some of that like Cajun blackened style yep. uh, cooking, blackened Cajun chicken, uh, a fish. Uh, I think this is, yeah, this is a great beer. Uh, the value on it. Uh, these guys, I don't want to say they're pricey, but they are right around twelve dollars a six pack. You are gonna get hit two bucks a beer on it. Uh, they got a couple different things out there for you to grab. Regular IPA, double IPA, uh, obviously the Pale 31 that we're drinking right now, which just, is amazing. Just remember, $2 a beer is still cheaper than $5 possibly at a bar. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things when you look at it, it maybe $12 seems expensive for a six pack, but when you go out, that could be three Bud Lights. So, uh, just yeah, remember. Lucky. That. I mean, yeah, this overall, uh, I, I'm saying I'm putting my personal stamp of approval on this beer. People need to go out, buy this, drink this. This beer is worth your time. I give this the Thunderclap and the cash register. Oh, cash register to the Thunderclap. That just happened, folks. I think that's the first time we've actually done that. <laughs> God, we're setting a bunch of firsts on this one, folks. Research and materials. God damn. And uh, on top of that, we have Olympic hockey in the background. Like, excuse me if I scream, folks. That's going to happen. Oh, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, damn it. Get out of the zone, you son of a bitch. All right. Uh, crack it up with the last the one. Last guys. one. Here we go. Closing ceremonies. Ooh, oh, wow. No. Jesus oh. Christ. A little... Uh, a little foaminess. It's another uh, can we got going on here. What do we got here? What is this? The Newberry Port? Newberry Port. Located Port. in uh, Newberry, Massachusetts. I want to say they were brand new breweries starting in the late spring, early summer. Alright. Um, I know uh, they have a brand new brewery up there. It's probably about, I think it ran something like a million dollars, maybe a little more. Uh, they do, they have right now that I know of, three, uh, three beers. They're Belgian White, their Greenhead IPA, and this is their Newberry Pale Ale, which says on the can, it's the flagship of their brewery. Ah, so right here, we're, we're tasting the namesake of the company. Yes. The firstborn, if you will, I guess. Or at least yeah. what they want to sell us as the firstborn. Yes, uh, it's... 5.5% alcohol, so it's uh, I got a, a, a little bit of a kick well, to it. Yeah. Not, nothing crazy, but you know, you're getting back into you know, starting to drift into big boy territory. You're in a pre, you're a preteen right pre -teen, here, I guess. Yes. Um, once again, preteens do not, you shouldn't be listening to this. Your parents should have the blocks. We're an explicit podcast, apparently, which I guess makes sense because I said it and I have a tendency to be vulgar. Yes, well, so it is. Let me uh. God, I'm a little behind here. Let me crush this firestone and get over to this. Bam. All right, here we go.
Oh. Got a little uh, hit the hop note to it. A little bit. Kind of, kind of a spicy note off the aroma. Not really citrusy though, but. Oh. Peppery? Did you use the word peppery with this? Uh, uh. Ooh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's got a. Doesn't have a quite a hot. What I can see is the hop taste. No. This. It's definitely. It's got a heartier taste than the first couple that we uh, hit. Obviously, yep. it's more so than the you know, say the Mayflower, the Whale's Tail, especially. Yep. Uh, once again, not to. I know apparently this podcast is going to go down as just dogging on poor whale's tail because of all the horrible things you said about them. But, I mean, not to... I, it's got to be... I see the malt coming out of it. Uh, yeah. That's about like the, the aroma kind of... I'm getting like a, a spicy peppery kind of note from it, but I'm, I'm not pulling that out of the flavor yeah. itself. Let's see. Let's look at that meal guard wheel. Let's see if maybe this thing can help walk me through this here. Alright. Let's see Let's see how this works, Mel. Try yeah. Play with me on this All one. Alright, we got this one. Alright, I'm working my way through this. Uh, obviously, odor, I'm pulling kind of this uh, nice citrusy kind of thing, so that's fantastic. I still don't really understand how these things line up with each other, but <laughs> as we work into our taste section, I say this is fairly dry tasting. Yes. The mouthfeel isn't... The aftertaste lingers a little bit. There's a slight a slight bitter note to it. Yeah. Let's see, how many more of these buzzwords can I use here? I, I want maybe there's biscuit malt in this because it has yes. a slight slight toastiness then that's yes. what I can think of right there. I, I, th I think you might have just fucking stuck it. Once again, I apologize for the stars. Uh, yeah. I, I think we... God damn it, boy. We might have figured this one out. By George, I think we got something. See, folks, this is what you guys are... You guys aren't paying for this podcast, are you? No. So it's free 99, program. man. Free 99. Free 99. God bless America. God bless USA Hockey. Come on, guys. Don't skate around like that. But I, th I think that's kind of good. Yes. I don't. Th I don't. Um, let's see. Obviously, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that I think the Firestone and the Ballast were better. Yes. Than this. this is mid range. Mid range. Mid range. Call this a clean cut bronze medal. We'll give this the bronze. We'll give this one the bronze. I think that's nice. I think it's a nice thing to do with these folks. These are these are young guys starting up a, a hip young brewery. Uh, they also uh, came to the idea of starting the brewery while watching the Bruins win the cup in 2011. God damn it. How can you not support that? <laughs> People, buy, buy Newburyport. Buy this now. <laughs> they, they like hockey. <laughs> they like hockey. Yeah, and... Uh, Overall, alcohol content-wise, five point five. Five point five. That's yeah. that's not too bad. Yeah, no. That's you know you're you know right middle of the road. You're starting to drift into like all right, maybe I should shut myself off a little bit earlier yeah, yeah. than I typically would. Um, 
I think this is... I, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Um, for food pairing, I just think a sausage, like sausages pop in my head. Grill. It's weird how you No, it's always go to sausages. So, yeah. You just love cased meat. I know. It's a beautiful thing. God damn, Noah. <laughs> Anything you want to tell me real quick? I'm no, we're good. Your wife's in the other room. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, like, like a... Now I'm going to sound even worse than you. Talking about a spicy Italian sausage. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Mr. Corvino. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see this as a good summer... This is a this is a summer cookout beer. Yes. Definitely a summer cookout beer. Um, the notes, I mean, I'm definitely starting to feel now... Having a couple more sips of this, and so I'm pulling a, l a little, a little more hop out of it now. Mm -hmm. uh, not overly hop. It's, I mean, de this definitely isn't an India Pale no. or you know anything else that drifts kind of in that direction. That's with a heavy, heavy hop uh, bite to it. But there's definitely, you're definitely gonna get. Like, I'm getting a good hop note out of yes. this. Uh, like I said, you, we have a good citrus aroma. Uh, I think, I think this is a, this is a pretty good beer. It is. You know, and it's. Uh, Oops, sorry, that came right through in the audio. Son of a bitch. Uh, the flagship. Okay, so looking at a nice red can. Uh, I've only seen these things in cans, and I've only actually seen these things when you're. Yeah, around. their uh, their brewery is can based only. So right, well, that makes sense. Uh, cost effective, folks, yes. as we touched on earlier in the podcast. Yes. Uh, aluminum is cheap because it's metal. Yep. I don't even know what that means. It's but recyclable. Go Captain Planet. But uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna say it. I think I've I want to say you've given me one of the other beers. Yeah, I give you the Belgian. I, I the Belgian white. All right. Yeah. So so far, I've tried two out of three, and I, I think they've both been a pretty yes. good brew. And uh, if I remember correctly, didn't you see these guys at like a beer fest? And they, they were. They were at the they uh, guitar picks or some shit like that. Yeah, they uh, they were big uh, musicians, so they <laughs> give. Uh, Gave away some uh, guitar picks at their uh, tenth at the Great American Craft Beer Festival, and right. which is coming up at the Seaport uh, May thirtieth and thirty first. So, all right, folks. Uh, so, any of you in the Boston area or those of you with disposable income can make a trip. Uh, well worth it. Well, well, well worth well it. Worth it. Uh, Miller, and once again, folks. Uh, like I said, he's our our tech technical expert. Uh, before we end this, I, I'm gonna, I have a couple interesting questions to ask him. Gonna break some news on this clown, but uh, yeah, come on out here, visit us. We're a pretty city. There's Red Sox baseball at the time, uh, reigning world champions. Yes, we are. Uh, Chris Capuano, quick opinion. No opinion. Uh, he was great eight years ago. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's right now. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful retread. Yeah, bargain barrel. Hopefully, uh, he pans out. Yeah, if he goes 500 for the year, I'll be pleased. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? Is it, do I dare? Let's see. Ooh, you know what? Do 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 we applaud these guys or do we just give them? We applaud. Uh, we applaud them. We applaud them. We applaud these guys. Look at that. We think these guys did a good job. Right? Give them a round of applause, folks. Falls too. You heard? Yeah. Yeah, not as quick as I thought. But uh, I mean, I it, I want to say it's uh, you know, just can't. I it's between nine and. Maybe a little over ten dollars for a six pack. I don't think that's bad value. Nope, not at all. So it's definitely worth the buy. Worth the buy. Ring it. Oop, missed it. Ring it up. There it is. It's hard to hit these little bots, yeah. folks. You got to give me some kind of fucking credit. 
So I go with the yay on the uh, Newburyport Pale Ale. Second that motion. Motion confirmed. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say that successfully Complete. concludes our uh, tasting. And now, as previously mentioned, I want to just... Miller. Yep. You have something kind of fancy brewing right over there around the corner. Yes, right around my corner, which is getting bottled later today, is oh. a espresso vanilla bean uh, port, uh, porter. Now, once again, folks, as... Uh, obnoxiously aggressive coffee drinker. I am so looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, is there anything else happening right now? There's the, a... You, you were, you were teasing the, then there's, something. Yep, then there's another one. It's a maple pecan porter uh, with a hint of vanilla. So we'll see how that comes out. I'm going to bottle that in the next coming coming days. But uh, check back with us in a couple weeks and we will have the full description and details on that. Uh, I want to try to brew a, I know we're cutting it close, is a Irish stout before uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day because, you know, one of our future episodes can be, uh, you know, Irish stout, St. Patrick's Day, it goes hand in hand. So is that a, that a teaser, a big market teaser right there? That's a big market teaser right there. Suggesting we might do something Irish based in the coming weeks. I'd, I'd probably look out for that if I was yep. a listener, tell my friends about that. Yep. Hmm. Weird. But uh, yeah, folks, so that's basically that. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank everybody for checking this out. Uh, pass this along to your friends, your family, your coworkers. Uh, shit, give us a, somebody you, you hate that you want to really just, like, haha, fuck you, you listen to these morons. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's worth our time to just tell somebody to listen to us, for Christ's sake. Uh, really. I mean, other than that, it's, you know, Go USA Hockey and cheers. Damn, USA Hockey and cheers. Uh, make sure to follow us, folks, at the Six Pack Podcast. That's the number six, not the word six. Uh, follow this chucklehead over here at the Miller 421. 421. 421. I don't know what the hell that means. He's got a minute. And uh, <laughs> obviously, hashtag T6PP and a bunch of other happy horseshit. God bless you, folks. Thank you very much. Miller, cheers, son. Yeah, look at that. Episode number two, section completed. We're out of here, folks. Oh, wow, look at that. Sexy man should do that one, huh? Episode two, in the can.